Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anime Lounge. Today we are going to be talking about Yu Yu Hakusho, Netflix's live action. I'm here with my co-host Matt. How are you doing? Uh, getting better. That That's the best way I can say it. Yeah. Well, you sound a lot better, that's for sure. I know you were battling a little bit of a sickness, but you've definitely improved quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank God for uh, just time. That's all I can say. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, before we get started today, we'd like to introduce our adult beverages of choice. Uh, today, I'm going to be drinking a little bit of a old fashioned made with some of my wedding whiskey. And uh, that's all I got. What about you, Matt? What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking some Journeyman's Distillery uh, Four Cross. Okay. Um, yeah, that was some pretty good stuff, I remember. Yep, it's good. All right. So, uh, like I said, we are going to be covering only the first episode of Yu Yu Hakusho's uh, Netflix live action. And we want to let you guys know whether this series is going to be worth it or not. So, everyone has most likely seen the trailer. Lots of crazy stuff was going on. So many differences between what we came to know from the anime and what we were just itching to know about this live action. So uh, we're going to do this episode with uh, a, a minute or two of vague talk, no spoilers, what we thought and whether this was worth it. And then after that, we're just going to jump into spoilers and we're just going to have fun with this like we usually do. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I guess I'll just kick it off. As far as what I thought of the live action as a show, yep. it was pretty good. A standalone show as a Yu Yu Hakusho live action. Uh, it was fine. It's the best way I can say it. Um, we'll, we'll definitely talk about some complaints I had, but some of the changes they made were kind of interesting and I, I had no issues with some of the things they did. So it's like a solid five at a 10 <laughs> right there as in the Yu middle Yu Hakusho. Um, Anime or sorry, Yu Yu Hakusho um, live action. It was, okay. Yeah. But as a show, I'd probably say like a six and a half. So it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, there, I, they, the liberties that they took with some changes were acceptable. You also have to remember that it's a lot harder to translate animation into live action. So I can see the difference that there's the, this, the slight differences that they took in order to make this into something that we can see today, uh, something that definitely couldn't have been done 20, 30 years ago when they were talking about ghosts and spirits and stuff like that. So we can talk about stuff like that. Uh, but I think I, being a diehard Yu Yu Hakusho fan, I think I would give this a little bit higher of a rating. Okay. I, I think that they stuck pretty strong to the basic uh, storyline. They, they obviously took a couple deviations, but the main ideas are all there. Yep. The first couple episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho is spot on, except for the biggest change of all, which we can talk about in just a minute. So yep. with that being said, I will give this about a six and a half okay. as just a solid, maybe even a seven so far. And that's without spoiling anything. So okay. I will I, I will go off and just say like, yes, this is, this is worth watching. And I will give a little bit more to say at near the end of this episode, whether uh, our listeners want to stay tuned and get a little bit more information on 
uh, a little bit more facts that I can throw at them. Uh, what about you? How, how do you feel about this? And are you going to continue watching? Would you recommend this just after the first episode? I will continue watching because I'm curious about what happens next. Uh, because of the liberties that they've taken, I'm curious how they expound on them uh, and how they progress through the series. It is five episodes. I don't know if this is going to be like five episodes for what would be Yu Yu Hakusho live action season one. Or is this five episodes of this is the series? I hope it's not that, but I have to finish watching to know. So it's I, I am curious on that part. And like I said, the the show, the the writing, man, there was some I, I think it was lost in translation type of stuff that was missing. But um, the show itself was pretty good. If I was like, I needed this to be Yu Yu Hakusho, but live action, I would hate it because it was not a direct spinoff like One Piece of the series. It is a it is a take on Yu Yu Hakusho. And so if you are open to a take, then yes, I, I would absolutely recommend this. But if you're like, Unless it's a, a one-off uh, of the anime. A one-for-one. One. Yeah, you're not going to like this. But the, the show is well done. Like, to be completely honest, they did a good job on the show. Yep. Yeah, so I think we both kind of feel the same on that one. So Yu Yu Hakusho, it's worth it. Give it a shot because we're both pleased so far and can't wait for more. And yeah. obviously it's all here, so... Yeah, let's get into uh, let's get into some real deep dive of episode one because they did take some liberties. I will right. say that. Um, right. so, so from this point forward, spoiler time. Anybody that hasn't watched it, uh, don't listen further because we're going to talk about everything. So, yep. all right, let's get started. So what what were some changes that you enjoyed out of season out of the live action? Ooh, OK. Right off the bat, I was actually very very excited that the makai insects were introduced immediately i thought that was a nice twist and a good fast forward button to try to mesh ideas together and i was really appreciative of uh the makai insects yes that being said is also with every yin there's a yang they weren't called makai insects i was i was cringing the entire time yeah so and they're and in this one, they're called roundworm monsters. What, what were your um, I, thoughts on that? I completely agree. I I did enjoy how they did it, um, being the catalyst to get Yusuke to be a spirit detective. I thought that was fine. Uh, like you said, it was kind of a, a fast forward button to be able to skip some stuff. So I'm curious if we do go to if we have a Saint Beast arc how they're going to do that, like what's going to be the catalyst for that to happen. Um, it could be something along the lines because we know there's a hole. Maybe they're trying to like get out from the hole and use K and crew have to fight them from getting out. I could yep. see that being what it is. And then just the Makai insects. I'm going to keep calling them that because that's essentially what they are. Yeah. We're just a, a precursor to everything, and that's how Yusuke became the spirit detective, and I'm fine with that. My issue with the round worm monster was mm -hmm. they were turning him into um, demons or, um, oh, man, what, what were they saying? Um, yokai. Oni? 
What's that? Yokai. Yokai. Yes. That so they were transforming people into yokai, but not actually transforming them. Like that was that was probably my biggest issue with the entire first episode was so the kid that use case saves, which was was not the the little kid. We're talking uh, a teenage kid turns yeah. into a yokai and then through the power of will, he unturns into a yokai. And I'm just like, what? That, that didn't make any sense. It's a little strange, but at the same time in the anime, when they were turning into those zombies at, at the at, when the whistle was broken, everybody did go back to normal. So I understood that when Yusuke was able to punch the bug out of him, the bug leaving this, the host allowed the host to go back to normal. So I accepted that for what it was. My my issue was the transformation of the kid and then him reverting. Like yeah, if like you just talk about been, that claw arm. Yeah, I did not like that claw arm. Yeah, I thought that was just not not good. But if he wouldn't have transformed and then kind of just went back, reverted, mm-hmm. I would have been okay with that. But the the transformation was my issue. Yeah. Okay. I hundred percent agree. Other than that, I thought that whole little fight scene was choreographed really well. It was beautiful. It was it was definitely the biggest pull from the first episode as far as fight scenes go. So I I was totally into that. It brought like a horror kind of sense into the show made it really yep. nice but yeah, yeah definitely. I, after going from claw arm back to fingers back to human i didn't like that sequence of events so yeah I, i'm with you yeah uh i would say for me personally one thing that i really liked is the uh the inclusion of sakio into yep. the first episode i thought that was very smart because if you remember from the anime he's kind of that behind the scenes character that's driving everything anyways. So yep. just to include him to begin with, remember this is a TV show, so you have to reel people in within the first episode. So you got to include your villain right away. And he is a villain. So you you get him. You, as I had mentioned earlier, he kind of helps bridge some things that they've changed, but maybe... Because of those changes, they can do some other things while still staying true, in a sense, to the anime. Yep. Yeah. 100% there with you. I'm happy that they introduced Sakyo. Um, If anybody remembers from the anime, he is the sole reason why the Dark Tournament even happens to begin with. You could say that about Sigoro as well, because he's the one that wants to fight someone really strong. But Sakyo is the one really driving everything because he's trying to get all the money so that he can actually open up that portal. And it's, it's all about the money because yeah, he just wants to connect the human world and the demon world through some kind of portal. And that's where it all starts. So yeah, Sakyo is definitely the main, almost the main baddie as far as the first 60 some episodes go. Yep. Another thing that I liked was how Yusuke's house started on fire. Like it made sense. Yep. Unlike, love that. Like in the anime, it's like, so the dude just randomly starts a use case house on fire, but everybody else is everybody else is okay. Like that was the one weird part in the anime that they explained better in the in the live action. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I was totally on board with that. Uh, as soon as that fire started, well, the very I'm sure you thought the same thing I thought. Like, what about the spirit egg? What's going on there? Yep. How are they going to put this fire out? Ooh. Which brings us to the next point. 
the revival of Yusuke to begin with, right there in the midst of the fire. Yep. I cringed a little bit. What about you? I was wondering what they were going to do. And I mean, it made sense because sure. nothing else they were going to do was going to get Yusuke. Like, how are they going to get um, his body out? Like, they couldn't do anything. So that one, I, I just kind of took it as like, all right, this is just going to be how they were. It It is how what it is without having to like elongate anything as to get Yusuke back. Yep. I mean, for all those diehard fans out there that want to try to stay very strict to the storyline, you know, there was no sacrificing of his egg and there was no kiss at midnight or whatever that the glowing body made it stop and coming back after that. So it was straight to the point. It was, he accepted the job as a detective and he came back to life right away. Um, what'd you think? What'd you take of Koenma as adult? At first I was like, ah, oh, come on. What the hell? I wanted to see baby Koenma, but at the same time, I have to remember as a live action show, I can understand the liberties that they took and just the ease of everything of just making an adult do their thing. Um, I was at first glance, I was like, whatever. I wish they were, they showed little Koenma, but then I was like, I accepted it right away. It's like, okay, just do it. What about you? What did you think? I, I completely agree. My only issue is the pacifier because at least when he was a baby or like a toddler, it made sense. And then you're just like, okay, well, he's just, he's got a thing with it. So as an adult, it's whatever. When yep. he's just an adult and he has a pacifier, I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. I mean, if you don't already know the purpose of the pacifier and yep. you're, yeah. And if you're just some new person watching this right off the bat, like, okay, this dude's got some major kink or he's just in rave mode at all times or something. Yep. Like we, we as fans know exactly what's going on, but yeah, at the same time. Okay. Yeah. I can understand a little bit of confusion there. So I, I kind of wish they would have just taken a li another Liberty and just given him something else. And then they would have been like, yeah, but that's not who Quenma is. And I'm like, eh, you want an adult to just suck on a pacifier the entire time. That's weird. Or so. at least do one single scene with him as tiny baby Quenma. And then have him get embarrassed and then poof, he's the teenage Koenma. Yeah, so, something. Or or call him a toddler bitch or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was such a great line. Then they had to go and skip over that. None of those funny lines are going to be translated over into this. Yep. Uh, what'd you take of Yusuke being 17, not 15? Yeah, that was a topic I wanted to bring up. Uh, of course, uh, Die Hard Me was like, he's fucking 14. What are you guys talking about? I'm like, you know what? We've been bitching about this for so long, how we want our main characters to not be children anymore. Let's make them a little bit older. And then after like two seconds of me yelling at the TV, I was like, you know what? No, I'm actually very happy. They actually made him more relatable to someone worthy of watching no more kids stuff. So yeah, uh, overall, I'm pleased about the 17. So what do you think? I It threw me off because uh -huh. I'm like, wait a second. He's not 17. But then yeah. like it's whatever it kind of it's it explains things better for his personality if he's 17 versus 14. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Smoking, gambling, uh, just kind of telling people to go piss off or do whatever. Like mm -hmm. it makes more sense as a 17 year old than a 14 year old. 
so that's that's okay and then when his mother is like well tuition's expensive again if he's going to a high school a high school is going to be more expensive than a middle school so it's like okay yeah all these all these things are starting to accumulate that make make more sense but i had no issues with it yep i agree in fact i liked it yeah after my first impression i was like you know what yeah i like this here's another yep. thing back to the school talk did you notice that everybody else in school was wearing the same green jumpsuit as he was? Yeah, that that was probably one of the changes I disliked the most yep. because you have Kuwabara in blue. Yeah, Kuwabara is supposed to be like a street shooter, but just a punk. Yep. And Yusuke is supposed to be a punk and doesn't care. So he wears green because he likes it, not because that's what the school uniform is. Versus Kuwabara, who wears blue because that's what the school uniform is. So I wish they would have kept the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody in school is wearing the same green that Yusuke is wearing. He's supposed to be the one who stands out. He's supposed to be the rebel. Yeah. And now this kind of just shows that Kuwabara and Yusuke don't even go to the same school. So I wonder if they're going to just assuming that they're, you know, the different uniforms. But this is going to make me wonder that if it comes to the point where they're like, I'm the toughest kid at Sarugeshi High. Like, no, I'm the toughest kid at Sarugeshi High. Oh, I'm even the oh, I forget the line, but they're trying to one up each other. Sorry, whatever their school is called. There's a weird last name or a weird Japanese name for that school. As long, I think it's Sariaski, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, with their different colored uniforms, first impression is going to be that they're different schools. Could be, yeah. Or Kuwabara is. the one that sticks out or, or, or yeah, or maybe he's the one that's being the rebel. Um, so what, one thing I'm curious about, what did you take of all the actors, uh, for each of the characters? Did uh, you, every, did you enjoy them? Yeah. As far as everything goes, everything's fine. Uh, we gotta remember that these are all like pure Japanese people. So it's really hard to really get a lot of that traditional anime look out of people. So Keiko, she, she's supposed to be your, just your traditional, high school girl yusuke he looks just fine huobara of course everyone's gonna poke fun that he doesn't have that pompadour but they did a relatively good second uh plan b kind of thing with him it's a modern pompadour right yeah so i mean it's something and i it looks fine i think it's a decent look uh botan i don't know if it's because of her english actor but I don't know. Something's throwing me off about the way Botan is compared to the anime. What about you? Okay. What do you think about her? Um, I thought her acting was good. I I think it's the ponytail versus the non-ponytail that's throwing me off. Maybe. I don't know. Some Maybe. of her mannerisms are a little off. She didn't say yeah. bingo a single time. I know. I was so <laughs> waiting for bingo, bingo, bingo when he uh, uh-huh. realized that he was alive or that he was dead and nope, it never happened. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, a single time. Yeah. Um, Yusuke's mom, she was pretty cute. Kept yep. her, uh, um, she's really young when she had him to begin with. So she still looks young as a mom in here. So she's probably like close to our age. Just saying. Yeah. Thirties. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. She, I, Cause I think she was 17 when she had Yusuke. So if he's 17, she'd be 34. Yeah. So. That was a, that was a manga reference. And you, you covered that when we covered the anime yep. in our, in our podcast so it's uh i thought all the the actors did a good job um i think it was just some of the dubbing that was a little off um i'd i'd be curious 
uh, what you would take. Maybe if you get through this in English, you'll uh, rewatch a little bit of it subbed and see uh, see if there's any differences. Yeah, I mean, when we cover this, maybe if we cover this in its entirety for an actual podcast episode, I would like to compare and contrast things because the very first thing that crossed my mind was the way they say you're a meshi. Yep. Because they're saying it with a really long O. They're saying Urameshi. And like everybody's saying Urameshi in the English dub. So it's it, it makes me it makes me tingle a little bit, but then I just like, you know, it's it's okay. Uh at least you they're know, consistent. maybe they're consistent. And after I thought about it for a little bit, like what if that is the way to say in Japanese? Because that's kind of the way it is. Urameshi. It's in America is Urameshi. So yeah. they might be a little bit more correct than we are anyway. So I got to give them a little bit of some leeway there. Yep. Um, I got, I caught one more thing that uh, I don't know if you caught it, but in the very beginning when the accident happened and the truck driver was driving and then right when he got infected with the uh, Mackay bug, did you happen to notice what song was on the radio? I didn't. It was the original theme song. What? Okay, I gotta yeah. watch. I gotta watch just that part again because I love the theme song. Yep. I mean, it wasn't like the version that we know in the beginning of every episode, but it was that song. I was like, oh yeah, I recognize that song. I'm so glad that they threw it in here somewhere. Oh, uh, that's so, yeah. There's that's a little so awesome. There's a little Easter egg for everybody. But Truckoon, they couldn't get away from Truckoon. Oh, dude, and they ran over Yusuke so fucking hardcore. I was I was left speechless. I did not expect them to go that far. I thought it was just going to be a quick, solid, big punch out of the truck and Yusuke was going to go flying. But no, not only did they hit him, they ran him over like three times and then he was thrown off to the side so bloody. I was so shocked, so surprised. I did not think they would go that far. Yeah, I was I was not expecting. That was probably the worst CGI of the entire episode, but it was. Uh, I was not expecting it. And then not, the truck yeah. just kind of flinging off to the side. I was like... <laughs> Okay. Yep. So yeah, uh, seeing Yusuke get really messed with, I I I just took the whole thing as face value. Like, okay, awesome. Yep. I am. I will say I'm a little disappointed in episode one. We didn't get a spirit gun. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I got a little bit of a spoiler in a minute. Okay. Um, Before I mention that, because we got to talk about the uh, the ending of this episode with Hiei, Kurama, and Goki. Yes. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the ending. Uh, and yeah, let's talk about the ending. Yeah. So very crazy. Uh, what are your thoughts on these uh, these mo- these yokai things that they're at the end? Yeah. No. Um, it, it's way too much. Uh, Final Fantasy or sorry, not Final Fantasy. Silent Hill. Um, esque. Yep. Like this is not a horror game. It Yu Yu Hakusho. While there's demons, none of them were really like grotesque yeah none of them were really grotesque like this and then they made no sense so they have the three spirit items where did they come from are they like secret agents and they stole them or do they work for the the spirit world and they were given to them and they're getting killed in the process of transporting them like it just makes no sense yeah now i'm starting to second guess whether the three items were even placed in spirit world to begin with because now i'm not even remember i'm not remembering the live action making that point blank i think i think all they said was that there was three items three important items that were taken 
I don't yep. think they said that they were stolen from Spirit World. No, they did not uh, make make reference to Spirit World or anything along those lines. That's just because we know where it came from. That that's where that's what they are. So right. Yeah, I I hated the monster. Like, abs- I, that is like the number one thing I disliked about the entire um, episode one was those things. But I'm not. I don't know why they made like the sword a de- like a a knife. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I I did I, a little bit of a spoiler for that in the future too. Okay. Uh, the orb of Vosk, I think, is what it is. Um, okay. Yep. That. I was perfectly fine with that. And then I liked their take on like Botan's little notebook and then the mirror. Um, I, I didn't mind those differences. I thought they were kind of interesting. Yep. Very interesting. Very cool. Futuristic. The mirror was modern and Botan's notebook was futuristic and top of the line. So they got to have the best of the best in spirit world. So I, I was totally on board with that. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, it was I I was so happy to see uh, the three monsters as the demons is, I guess, what they are at this point. Uh, Karama and Hiei, um, I really liked the way they looked. I thought they were really cool. Yep. What about Goki? How did you think about his CGI or anything along those lines for his appearance? I thought it was fine. I had no issues with him um very just made him very obvious what he is and i was okay with that yep because i was scared very... i was oh What's i that? was just gonna say i was scared on if they were going uh for starters if they were even gonna bother showing these guys i was scared about any kind of cgi that demons of any sort were gonna be really crappily done but i thought goki was very acceptable and i was very pleased with with what i could have expected so yeah, I was I was good with the way he looks. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. I think he was uh, an interesting character, so I had no complaints about him. Right. I, one last quote that I wanted that I wrote down that I want to share. Okay. Back when Yusuke was fighting the yokai, uh, the the Makai zombie. Okay. He was asked, and he was like, "How am I supposed to beat this thing?" And then Koenma was like, "You have to use spirit energy." And then Yusuke's like, "I don't know how to do that," or something. And then Koema says, that's not something I can just teach you on the spot, which is really funny because in the anime, he teaches them immediately and it's right on the spot. And then he shoots the teacher blindly, you know, in secrecy. So it's really funny of that complete opposite difference right there. Yeah, except for Botan's like, well, you've already used it before. Just remember that. And he's like, oh, okay." And then he does like a, a pseudo spirit wave punch. Yeah, he just uses he just puts spirit energy into a punch, and that's that's how he takes out this yokai. Yep. All right. Uh, any more thoughts on episode one? I will say I am happy to get more Yu Yu Hakusho content. Uh, all in all, as I had said earlier, uh, as far as the show is concerned, I I had no issues with it. The Yu Yu Hakusho um, adaptation, I had some issues, but I will continue watching it because it. It wasn't like the worst thing in the world. It was just a lot of creative liberties. And I'm curious what they do for the rest of the series. Right. What about yep, you? I'm right right there with you. Loved it. I mean, okay, didn't love it, but I'm happy I saw it. Absolutely recommend any Yu Yu Hakusho fan watch it. Uh, if anyone is mad, 
shut up and sit down, understand that it's, it's going to be a little different. It's okay. Uh, if, you know, if you're expecting the same, then, then of course, yeah, don't, maybe don't even watch it. Then you got, there's going to be plenty of those people out there. All right. So I can throw out a couple more quick spoils. You will get your spirit gun in episode two. Nice. Okay. And I will give you another quick, easy jab to the downfall of this up to the series, the three items, the three spirit items that were taken, the orb of Bast, not called that. It's called the rapacious orb, the mirror that uh, Karama gets. It's called the mirror of darkness. And Hiei's shadow sword is called the conjuring blade. So they renamed all of those. And you won't find out about that until episode two. All right. So threw me off. And of course, there's a lot more handful of differences. And uh, you're going to be mad at season episode three as well. I can tell you that. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm just going to continue <laughs> watching. It'll be. It's fun. I, that's all I'm going to say is it's fun. I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm glad that at least it's still enjoyable, even with all the changes. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. So that's going to cover the end of this episode. Thank you, everybody, for watching this far. We went a little bit further than we wanted to, but when we talk Yu Yu show, we like to talk. So it's our it's one of our favorite anime, so it's easy to talk about. So uh, if you are not already following us, uh, please give us a like. Make sure to follow, subscribe, help us out there. Also, check out the anime show on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you stay up to date on everything anime related. Got a new season out this this time around so lots of new anime to cover and we will catch you guys next time